Good evening. So not quite Halloween yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> it's close. It is close. It's been a little bit of time since we've recorded an episode. Uh, yeah. And why has it been so long since we've recorded an episode? Because it's summer and you've been busy and I've been busy and we've all been busy and we just went on vacation and yeah. Right. So I think a little bit of this topic today plays on the vacation a little bit because we went where on vacation? Disney World. That's right. We went to Disney World. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about how I think people uh, idolize Mickey Mouse <laughs> and they have put him on a separate pedestal. And But there was one good thing that we did have happen to us while we were on vacation. COVID! What? Yes, we did get COVID. That happened. Um <laughs> But what else did we have? What else did we do while we were on vacation that would maybe counteract the idolization of the mouse? Um, well. And the worship of the mouse. Hmm, I don't know. I mean, we did go to church on Sunday at Mary, Queen of the Universe. Right. So we went to Mary, Queen of the Universe. We went to that beautiful basilica it was. and shrine. It was. And. Which was nice to see because I think there was a number of people there who were also on vacation. The priest even talked about the <laughs> transient population that comes in and out on a Sunday morning there. So it was good <laughs> that we took that same time uh, to make sure that we were, one, fulfilling our Sunday obligation, but two, giving our proper amount of time to God while we were on vacation. So very, true, true. very, very happy that we were able to do that. But there was one thing, and this is the topic of the episode this week that you went into that basilica and what did you feel there were people wearing veils there were and did you feel i don't know naked yes i did i did and why did you feel naked because i forgot my veil at home exactly so you've been (laughs) veiling lately and so with that, that's the topic of today's <laughs> podcast is going to be the topic of veiling and more importantly, you Me having veiling. taken up the practice of veiling. I did. And so I'm going to ask you some questions of it yeah, and yeah. about it and then uh, we'll hear your answers for it. And I think it'll be a fun discussion <laughs> it will around be. the board. So one, the very first question Probably across the board. <laughs> Why do you wear chapel veils at mass? Do you want to know the real reason why I became interested in it? I'm not sure so, yeah. you're going to... Okay. I would love to know the real reason you're interested in it because I think it's a good discussion point, I'm sure. Okay, so like I've seen pictures of women wearing like chapel veils. Yep. And then <laughs> I watched West Side Story. Okay. And there was a scene where Anita's like in church wearing a veil i was like hmm interesting and so i started doing some research on it because like i knew that i had seen there were like one or two people i had seen in like our church before doing it yep and i was like let me look into it okay and so once i looked into it more i was like huh this sounds like something that i want to do Okay. 
So your reasons to start was because you're a Broadway theater kid and yes. you love theater True. so much and you looked up to, uh, what's her name, Maria? Anita. Anita. And so you wanted to, to emulate Anita. Yeah. But what is it in your research then? So I think that goes into another question. So what what is it then in your research that then said... Yeah, this is definitely something I do want to do. So, albeit the reasons, initial reasons for looking into it were because emulating the example of somebody else. But what parts of your research came out that said, hey, yeah, this is definitely a practice that I want to, from a spiritual practice that I want to take on well, or add to my, my, my spiritual practices? Well, I... Um, it first started off with me wanting to do more research because mom was talking about how her friend wears like a head covering everywhere she goes. Yeah. So her friend's a very conservative, uh, Jewish. Yeah. And so I started, um, how do I word that? Uh, I was... So you were looking at this from the, yes. well, so, well okay. so because she okay. wears no, that I'm, because of the, so her reasoning so then, behind that is because of, it's a modesty thing. Yeah. And so. Which no, I, I remember completely I agree complete, with modesty is compl- modest. So. <laughs> I blanked for a second. Sorry. So it stemmed back to thinking about, cause we've been talking about it a, a lot within the past couple months about stemming back from Catholicism to Jewish tradition. Right. And so I was thinking about how. It's an old tradition in the Catholic Church, and so it's kind of something that, like, I don't know. I'm kind of... No, I get it. So, I get it. So, it's a tradition from at least, well, we'll definitely say pre-Vatican II. It was. uh, Going back to at least 1912, and much further back than that. And even before Vatican II, it was in canon law. I want to say it's Canon 1263, which is part of the liturgical practices. And then it said that women will, they said that women will cover their head when assisting with the liturgy. It's in the Bible too. It says it, there's a reading. Correct. In the New Testament, there's mm -hmm. a part where St. Paul talks about how you should cover your head or that a woman should rather shave shave their their head. head. And it's a modesty thing because... It's seen that hair is part of a woman's beauty, and so hiding that. Okay, the, yeah. Like, because, and I think that was another part of it, too, when you're talking about modesty, that while, like, hair is seen as, like, a woman's beauty. Yeah. And so covering it helps to show, like, keep attention on the beauty of the mass and the beauty of the Eucharist. Right. So, yeah, so there's two important questions that come out of that statement then. And the first is, when should you wear your chapel veil? So for all those who might be considering wearing a chapel veil, when is the best? When should you be wearing the chapel veil? Um, You wear it. I mean, I always wear it. Like, I walk into the chapel and I go to the bathroom and put it on and yep. I wear it until I leave. Right. So, like, pretty much any time you're is there in the a chapel. Particular point, is there a particular reason because in the chapel? Because you're in the presence of the Lord. Right. There you go. Good. So, yeah. So, there. Mm-hmm. that's exactly it. So, you're wearing the cha- we're wearing the veil 
when we are in the presence of the blessed sacrament Mm -hmm. of the real true presence of Christ, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. So yeah, perfect there. Um, But then you brought up another thing that was kind of interesting was you had mentioned that you want to give reverence to what is you're supposed to be giving Mm -hmm. reverence to, right? And Mm -hmm. that's Jesus and worship of God at the mass. But at at one point in your discernment of wearing a veil, you had, the question had come up was about drawing attention to yourself at mass versus attention being directed to where it should be. Because there's, in today's church, Catholic church at least, Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of, Depending upon where you are yeah. regionally, there are mm-hmm. definitely certain regions where there are more women mm-hmm. that veil than don't. But so how did you get through that portion of your discernment process with the, you know, ensuring that one, that your, your focus is where it should be and that you were not doing something that was going to take attention away mm-hmm. or have people's attention drawn to you going, who is mm-hmm. this little girl and why is she veiling? Well, I think... One thing is for people to understand that it is meant for showing modesty in okay. the mass. Um, another thing is that it was, I looked at it as a way of m- helping me to grow spiritually by rooting back in tradition. Okay. So, and then it was more. Can you, can you word it again what you were like uh, do you feel or did you feel when you started veiling uh because it's been a couple of months now did you feel or when you first started veiling that eyes were on you versus eyes were on christ by any uh, by any means or, or were you after your discernment were you confident so confident in in your in your practice that it your focus was on God and that so it wasn't about whether or not I was going to draw attention to myself or whether you were going to draw attention to yourself is what it really mean mm-hmm. but more about this is what I'm doing and whatever people say is whatever people say I hope that their attention is on Christ yeah. and I mean it was more of a thing that like I don't really notice when people are looking at me. So, and if I do notice, it's because they are looking at me. Yeah. So, like, that wasn't really something that I was super concerned about. And also because a lot of the people that go to our church, I, like, know them. Right. So, like. Yeah, we have a very small Catholic community here. So, Mm -hmm. it's definitely not, uh, it's certainly not out of place Mm -hmm. for, for that. Now, during your discernment process, you obviously had discussions with your mother, and your mother mm-hmm. does not fail, and that's fine. That's her choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did she have some things to say about veiling prior to you veiling? Uh, yes. And what were those things? Um, a lot of it was just she wanted to make sure that I knew the meaning behind it, and I was doing it for the not saying that people would do it for the wrong reasons but that i was doing it for the right reasons for myself right so that you understood all that history that root and tradition yeah and that you are taking on that practice yes 
in your faith and your faith journey as opposed to I'm doing this because I saw it on West Side Story <laughs> and Anita just looks yeah. so good in the veil. <laughs> no. No? Well, okay. Well, no. I she mean, didn't look good yeah, in the veil. <laughs> Got I it. don't know, man. What color was Anita's veil? I think it was... I think hers was white. Hers was white. Even though she was, it, she's in a relationship, she's not married, though. Got it. It was still white. So there's a question for you there. <laughs> Explain the colors. Explain um, the coloring and, and so... why women wear certain colors versus not. So if you're in a marital relationship and you are in a, like, secure marital relationship, then you wear darker colors, so... A lot of people wear black. Sometimes it's like a navy blue. If you are not in a relationship and you are single, then you would wear a white or lighter colored one. So like the one that I normally wear because I alter serve, I don't wear like a long one. I wear this like handkerchief one and it's like a light purple. Gotcha. Yep. So that was the next question. So you do have two veils. You do have one that's a shorter one that is a purple slash pink ish type color and then you also have the full white i do mantilla right mantilla yep good (laughs) i'm glad i said that right (laughs) now are there challenges to wearing the veil or mantilla during mass or the white one yes because it's longer and if you don't put it on the right way, and I still haven't figured out how to put it on the right way, then it can kind of get in your way. Yeah. You have to, like, really make sure you get it on, but you also have to make sure that you don't, like, ruin it in any way. Because right. normally you would use bobby pins to, you, like, stick it through the lace, and you have to, like, stick it in your hair. Okay. Um. So your hair has to be done the right way as well to be able to do well, that. Well, typically you just leave your hair down, but you have to make sure that it's actually going to stay on your head. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Now, does it have to be a lace mantilla or veil, or can it be other types of head coverings as well? That's a question that I don't know the answer to. Oh, really? Honestly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I read that you can like that. I mean, it makes that sense the, that, that if the you general can. the general rule is if you're going to follow it would be that as a woman you would have your head covered. Yeah. So whether it would be a hat or a chapel veil, there is no prescription <laughs> either way. But that your head is covered is yeah. the, the the prescription as it is. Um. Let's see. Do I have any other good questions on here? That, well, we talked about that. Now, why don't men fail? We don't um, have to wear a cover in mass either. I don't know. I, I didn't know if I you think, came across any well, of that in your In the reading, it just research. said, like, in the actual reading, it says that, like, men shouldn't cover their head. Yeah. It's because most of them are bald. Oh, is that what it is? Thank you, Luke. I, might just nowhere, be a, I, I mean, it might it. just be that. No, but honestly, though, because the whole thing or like the origin of it was that it covers the woman's like source of beauty as the right. hair and if men don't have hair that's 
I mean, it's a good moment. one because I do have that quote. The veil is meant to be a visible reminder of the perfect submission of the church to the loving rule of Christ. And, uh, but it's also a women are symbols of the church, which we certainly hold Mary as being probably the quintessential symbol of the church. That's also a thing. And the bride of the church, uh, bride of Christ. That's also a reason that people veil because it, sometimes people feel that it brings them closer to Mary or helps them embody her in a way. I can see that. Most of the apparitional yeah. paintings and, and visions have shown Mary with her head covered. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Our Lady of Guadalupe has that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a very long I think veil. the Immaculate Heart has the same, that uh, has a cover over her head as well. I don't know that I could wear a veil like that in Mass. Our Lady of Perpetual Help does. Yes. I don't know if I could wear a veil that long in mass. Yeah. I don't know if that would be considered a veil that Our Lady of Guadalupe wears. I don't know. It's an interesting question, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So that concludes my, my question. Now, do you have any suggestions for those who are considering veiling on what they should do? Or readings that they should maybe go look at? I'll get back to you on the readings one. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think don't listen to what others tell you, first of all, because this point. is about you Very and your point. faith journey, not about other people's faith journey. Yeah. Okay. Number two, I would make sure you're doing it like doing it for the right reasons with like not like. You're not doing it to draw attention to yourself, and you're so not. So the discernment process yeah. there. Um, I think that's it. Okay, I like it. It's good. I'm glad that you've taken it. I think it's great. I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's good that you went through a discernment process, and you had a very grounded reason and reasoning for assuming the practice on your own because it's a, I think, and that's probably the most important part of any discernment process is that if you're going to discern something, it's one, there's a, there's a level of research that's involved with it. Mm-hmm. Two, there's, I'm assuming uh, that you also had a level of prayer mm-hmm. with it as well. And that there was some prayerful time spent uh, in your discernment as well. And so, at what point did you, so, well, uh, this will be the last question then, and it kind of goes back a little bit to the beginning, but I think it wraps it up pretty well. At what point after your discernment process, so the first time that you wore a veil at mass, were you very, were you just so confident that it didn't matter? Or were there still questions or inklings in your mind? I mean, like... I was pretty positive about what I was doing. Were there, like, slight concerns about people drawing their attention to me? Yes. Was I super concerned about it? No. Got it. Um, So when you went in, you were pretty firm. mm -hmm. Your, Your conviction was pretty firm at that point. Yeah. And, I mean, 
when I'm altar serving too, like the priest doesn't have a problem with it or anything, right. which makes it super easy. Yep. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Any other closing comments that you have on it? I don't think so. Luke, do you have any questions? <laughs> no. Well, I think because we talked about Mary and because it's obviously just a wonderful example of our Blessed Mother, maybe we should close with a, a Hail Mary. And then maybe we should probably most definitely do it in the most favorite language that you have for it. <laughs> and so we'll start in the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Y'all, go veil. <laughs>